Okay, everybody. Hey, good afternoon. And uh, thank you for joining me today. New Hope Radio. Uh, 1590 on the AM dial. 92.7 FM dial. Also, WAIV.net. Where else are we coming from? Oh, New Hope Radio Facebook. We're there as well. And uh, don't forget, this will be a podcast later on today. And uh, you can always catch these programs on demand. That's what I like about them. On demand, anytime you want. You got Bluetooth in your car? You can listen in your car on Bluetooth, listen to the podcast. It's a good way to go. I do that. I listen to podcasts in my car sometimes, the ones I like. And uh, you can get that on our website, newhopecc.tv, or any of the other Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever podcasts are sold. <laughs> Well, we're in a series, something we can all identify with, how to overcome past hurts. That's a good one. We've all got them, but we don't need to live there. Now, we're looking at the life of Joseph. He teaches us how to overcome past hurts, and we're watching his journey. He's on a journey. And his journey goes from failure to victory, from pride to humility. And in order for God to work humility into his life, he has to bring some events to pass, so to speak. For instance, his jealous brothers throw him into a pit, and then he sold to a caravan as a slave. They bring him to Egypt. This Egyptian officer in the army, he buys him, brings him to his house to serve, and God was with Joseph. That was That's the key right there. God is with Joseph. And Joseph prospered. And God, Potiphar, put Joseph in charge of the whole house. And then his wife falsely accused him of making advances toward her, he ended up in jail. But you know what? (laughs) God was still with him. And the jailer put him in charge of the jail. How about that? And then a couple of guys were thrown into jail, the baker and the cupbearer of the Pharaoh. I don't know what they did, but they ticked them off somehow. They ended up in jail. And they both had a dream. Joseph interpreted the dreams. Yeah, he got them right. And uh, one of them, the interpretation was he was going to die, and he did. The other one, he was going to be set free and restored back to Pharaoh, and he was. And Joseph said to him, listen now, remember me. Remember the good thing I did for you. But he didn't. Well, then one day, Pharaoh had a dream. And no one could figure out the dream. He called all the wise guys, the magicians, the soothsayers. No one could figure it out. And then they remembered Joseph. He said, oh, I was in jail with a guy. He can interpret dreams. Let's call him. So Pharaoh said, go get him. And Pharaoh told him the dream and Joseph interpreted the dream. And Joseph basically said, okay, listen, get ready for a seven-year famine because that's what's coming. A seven-year famine. All of these things happened to Joseph. You know why? To teach us how to overcome a hurtful past. 
Because God knows. He knows our trials and our tribulations, our struggles and our heartbreaks. And that's why Romans 15.4 says, we've got all these wonderful accounts in the Old Testament to help us to be overcomers, that we can learn and through the instruction and perseverance of the Scriptures, we have hope. And that includes overcoming your hurtful past. Now, when the famine came, people came from all over the world to buy grain. By the way, Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of the distribution of the grain. Pharaoh's like, I could find a guy like Joseph to put in charge. And then it dawned on him, oh, why don't I just put Joseph in charge? And Joseph was like number two man in the whole empire. Are you kidding me? Pharaoh promoted him to his executive assistant, and he was over everybody in Egypt. Just like he was over everybody in Potiphar's house, he was over everybody in the jail, now he's over everybody in Egypt. That's quite a promotion. And he's in charge of distributing the grain. Now watch what happens. This is so good because this is God. God is working. Jacob, Joseph's father, he heard that there was grain in Egypt, so he sent his sons to buy some. They're coming back to Egypt. Now, when the brothers arrived, Joseph recognized his brothers, but they didn't recognize him. After all, he's wearing Egyptian clothing. Maybe he shaved his head like the Egyptians do or shaved his beard. You know, maybe he's speaking Egyptian now. So anyway, they didn't recognize their own brother, Joseph. And you won't believe what happened. A few other things transpired between Joseph and his brothers. They had some dealings. They bought grain. They made a few trips back home and then back to Egypt. But then on their last trip, oh yeah, the purpose of God begins to unfold. I mean, this is what the whole thing is leading to. On the last trip. And we pick it up in Genesis chapter 45 and verse 1. So Joseph's having this last conversation with his brothers. They're there to buy grain. They don't know who he is. And the Bible says in verse 1, Joseph could not control himself before all those who stood by him. And he cried. Oh, he cried, and he cried, and he cried. He's broken. And he said, have everyone go out from me. Everybody leave. So there was no one there. Just Joseph and his brothers. The whole Egyptian court, they had to leave. And you know what the Bible says in verse 2? That Joseph wept so bitterly, or so loudly, that the Egyptians heard it. And the household of Pharaoh heard it. I mean, they could hear Joseph crying down the street. They heard him wailing. He was, man, he was breaking down. Did you ever break down like that? It's like a rainstorm. Just comes pouring down. But you know, after the rainstorm, everything is fresh, isn't it? 
And maybe sometimes after we unload like that, we feel better and let it out. So Joseph, oh man, he's crying. He says to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? And the brothers, they were like statues. They were like, what? They couldn't even speak. They were frozen. It's Joseph. Oh, no. They couldn't believe it. Joseph speaks from his new heart. Joseph makes an incredible speech. See, this is evidence that, oh yeah, when God worked in Joseph's life, you can tell. He changed his heart. Oh, he gave him a brand new heart. You know why? Because Joseph is speaking, here it comes, brand new words. Listen to what Joseph is saying. Do not be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant in the earth and to keep you alive by a great deliverance. Joseph went through a miraculous change and I'm going to show you why. See, when people go through changes like this, you know why? It's because God is working. And when Joseph said to his brothers, that God sent me before you to preserve a remnant in the earth. You know the word remnant, it means a, remind, uh, a remainder, uh, a surviving portion. A surviving portion to keep you alive. God, Joseph understood that people were being killed in the famine. But God had a plan to preserve Israel. He had a plan to preserve. You know how many people went to Egypt? Seventy. That's it. Seventy people went in. Two million came out. Wow. God's nation. This is why God used Joseph to provide a remnant. Because God's nation, Israel, they would provide the Messiah. They would, they would bring the Messiah into the world. Today, the church is the remnant. We're the remnant. We're the remnant of God. And though we're in the minority, we are. It's okay. God is using us. And if you're a believer in Christ, God is using you. Oh, he certainly is. So Joseph said in verse 8, Now therefore, it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh. In other words, an advisor. And he made me lord of all his household and ruler over all the land of Egypt. See, Joseph did what we need to learn to do. We need to learn what Joseph did. You know what he did? He recognized the hand of God working in his life. And you know, we need to do that. We as God's people, we need to learn to recognize the hand of God working in our lives. And when circumstances look really bad, 
that doesn't rule out the fact that God is working. Oh, God could be using those exact circumstances to do the greatest work, like he did with Joseph. Remember in the very beginning of this series, we said Joseph was, he's an arrogant little punk. God had plans for him, but Joseph had it to be, he had to be reshaped. You know, he was flaunting dreams. He was a father's favorite. Threw that in his brother's face every time he put his coat on. He wasn't ready for a promotion. So God had to work. God had to put him in a pit. Put him in a caravan. Make him a slave. Put him in jail. But God always knew where he was leading him. And he knew that eventually he would be in Pharaoh's court. Oh, and in Pharaoh's court, he would save Israel. Wow. You never know the good that can come out of your bad situation. You never know the good that can come out. So Joseph said to his brothers, go back and tell our father that I'm alive. Because remember, his father, man, he didn't even want to live. Joseph was the baby. He was the favorite. He didn't even want to live anymore. He says, go back and tell him I'm alive. And I'm Lord of all Egypt. I'm in charge. I'm in charge of the whole place. And I want you to come and live here. I want you guys to move down here. It's beautiful over here. It's beautiful. It's like moving from Canada to Miami. Nice and warm. You know, come on down. As a matter of fact, the Pharaoh loved Joseph so much, he gave him the best part of all of Egypt, Goshen. He gave him the best part. He didn't put him on some outskirts somewhere. He said, Joseph, man, I'm going to give you the best part. That's what he gave him. And you know what we're learning about Joseph? He said, go back and tell the Father, I want you to come and live here. See, when you learn how to recognize the hand of God in your life, you're no longer angry with other people. You're not. Because you see, oh, this is the work of God. That's why this is happening. God is doing this. So the family returned. Jacob lived out his days in Egypt, and he died there. But after he died, they brought his remains back home to bury him, and he returned to Egypt. Now, here's where the story may take a turn. Genesis chapter 50. The brothers are getting paranoid now that dad's dead. In verse 15, when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, what if Joseph bears a grudge against us and pays us back in full for all the wrong which we did to him? You know, Maybe all this was a front. While Dad was alive, you know, he, he just wanted everybody to be happy. Now Dad's gone. Now, what if it's now the day of vengeance? They were worried. See, when you don't walk with God like you should, you're always worried. You're always worried. And maybe they were afraid Joseph would take revenge because you know why? That's what they would do. Sometimes we fear what people do to us because that's what we would do with them. Huh. So what happened? His brothers came and fell down before him. 
Oh, yeah. They're like bowing down. They said, behold, we are your servants. Oh, you know what this is? The dream fulfilled. Remember back in the beginning, the dream? The dream that he said, you know, your stalks and will bow down to my stalks. Well, it's happening. <laughs> it literally is happening, and they're bowing down to Joseph. They're paying homage to Joseph. You know, one time Jesus said, make friends with your enemy quickly. It's in Matthew 5.25. I wonder if he was thinking about this. I wonder if he was thinking about this particular scene. I, I'm, I really believe that many of the things Jesus said were reflections of Old Testament happenings. So he's thinking about, he knew the Bible stories. He, he knew it. He was it. He learned the scriptures of the Old Testament. And I wonder if they, if they sparked some of the things that he said. And maybe this was one. Make friends with your enemy quickly or else he's going to throw you in jail. So they're coming back. They're making friends. So in verse 19, you know what Joseph said to them? And this is why, and this is the result, here it comes, of walking with God. He said to his brothers, you dirty rats, now I finally got you. No, see, he didn't say that. He said, don't be afraid. I am in God's place. I'm like, what? I am in God's place. Wow. I am in the place God always had prepared for me. It was a rough road to get here. But this is where God wanted me. Wow. I'm going to tell you, Joseph, man, with all of his faults, he's a deep thinker. He really is. He really got it. He really learned the lessons. And then he said in verse 20, As for you, you meant evil against me. I know that. I'm not denying that. Oh, but God, he meant it for good in order to bring about this present result, in order to get us all here, to preserve many people alive. Who's that? Israel. The remnant. 70 people. To preserve them alive. What did Joseph do? You might say that he forgave his brothers, but it's even more than that. He demonstrated his deep faith in God. That's what he did. Now, he didn't excuse their evil, but he saw it as a tool of God. He saw that God would use their hard hearts to bring about his purposes. He did it with Pharaoh. Pharaoh hardened his heart and God used it. You know, God will use your strengths. God will use people's weaknesses. God can use anything he wants. You know why? He's God. But it's always for his purposes and his glory. So he used them. Forgiveness is one aspect of faith in God. But there are many more. Joseph demonstrates his great faith by forgiving his brothers. But there are other ways to demonstrate faith. 
And many of you that are listening today, you do this. You demonstrate faith in service, in serving God, right? You're God's servants, and you've, you're just available and helpful to God because you have great faith. Others, you're very generous with what you have. Maybe you're generous with your time, you're generous with your money, you're generous with your talents and abilities and your skills, and you just want to help. That's a demonstration of great faith. Some of you have kindness toward others. And you know where it comes from? God. Yeah, it comes from your relationship with God. So there are different ways to demonstrate our faith. So as we wrap up this Joseph series, how does one overcome their hurtful past? How do you do it? Because this is real. Oh, there's a lot of broken hearts walking the earth today, wounded, wounded hearts. Some are just trying to get the victory. It's so hard. That's why I love Joseph's story. Joseph teaches us how to heal our past hurts. So let me give you a few pointers. Number one, how does one overcome their hurtful past? Keep your faith strong in God and live in it. Live in it. Don't just say, I believe in God. Don't just go to church. Live in it. Abide in the scriptures. Oh, make them as real as your McDonald's Big Mac, your Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. They're that real. Faith is a substance, right? It's something you can grab onto. Make sure your faith is real. Number two, recognize God's hand. It's moving in your life to bring you to the place where he wants you to be. See, where you are is not going to be where you end up. God is moving. So don't be consumed with where you are. Look ahead to where God is leading you. Oh, he always leads us to a better place. Okay? So recognize God is working. God loves you. God's invested in your life. And he's working in you to bring you to a desired result. Through the hardships, through the difficult places, He's bringing you to the place that he has in mind for you. And then thirdly, try to let hardships be your best teacher. Learn from them. Don't let your heart become hard. Let it become soft. A hard heart, you know what it does? It shuts you off from God. (laughs) You can't hear God anymore. Holy Spirit can't break through. Heart's too hard. Like that, like the rock of Gibraltar. You ever try to talk to the rock? Can't. They don't hear. Moses did one time. That's another story. Let your hardships be your best teacher. Remember, God doesn't want you to live in a broken heart. He wants to heal it. He wants to put you back together again. And he can do it if you let him. Oh, I love the story of Joseph. Listen to this message. It's part one and part two on our podcast. Share it with somebody that you know. Hey, they're struggling. Having a hard time. Trying to get by. Let them listen. Bring them to the website, newhopecc.tv. Scroll down to the podcast. Listen. 
You can go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever. And see, the more, <clears throat> the more we hear the Word of God, the more the healing is going to come. We all need a healing in some degree and in some aspect of our life. Let the healing come. The healing reigns. Let them come. And let them refresh you. God's Word, right? Isn't it like water? Yeah, that's what Paul said. Like we're washed with the water of the Word. Water is so refreshing. It's life-giving, right? You get a plant that's all wilted, bending over. You water it, whoop, stands right up, comes back to life. Beautiful picture of what God's Word does for us. It's the water that we need, and it refreshes, and it gives us life. That's why the wonderful stories of the Old Testament, as Paul said, they're for our instruction. They're to teach us, they're to help us. We look back and we read the stories of the heroes of the faith, and we find encouragement, and we find hope. Pick up the Bible, pick up the Old Testament, read the stories. See yourself in the stories. Look at the prophets, how they stayed faithful to God. Look at David, how his heart was after God. Oh, there were so many people. Look at Samson, who just kept making more mistakes after another. But he got right in the end. And there's just so many lessons and so many things to learn. And read about Joseph. Joseph's one of the greatest stories to me of the Old Testament. It's a great story because it gives so much hope. Pick up the Bible. Read the stories. That's why they're there. God gave them to us to build us up, to pick us up, so we can go on. We can keep on keeping on. That's what we're supposed to do. Keep on keeping on. Don't quit. Joseph didn't stay in the pit. Don't you. Joseph didn't stay in the prison. Don't you. He let God do his work and he found himself in a beautiful place let God do his work and you'll find yourself in a beautiful place thank you for coming along today don't forget to join the Hope Club go to newhopecc.tv click giving click radio fill in your information commit $3 a week get the devotionals get the Tuesday challenge you know you get the word of God every day man you're going to be a new person so different. You really will. So listen, thanks for coming along today. Don't forget, run the radio tomorrow at 3 o'clock, Saturday, WAIV, 3 p.m., Sunday, 9 and 10.30, right here at New Hope. 9 o'clock service, 10.30, in church. We'll see you then. Have a great weekend.